following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Well, we are off and running, as you said when we were packing up our equipment last night. One down, forty something to go. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yep. First, sh- first hoops game in the oh, books. Man, thought we had a good broadcast. Saw a game that went down to the wire. Um, wasn't the best looking. Nope. Obviously, nope. I mean, first game for everybody. I think we're gonna. I think we're probably gonna get a couple of those right out of the gate for everybody. Might take a couple games for teams to. You know, kind yeah, of we don't really have any teams get their feet here that are like going to be dominant or anything. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit to yep. to get going. But do you do you want to save this for later when you're talking about like expectations? Yeah. You just kind of want to lead with that. We can save that. Okay, for all right. To, but that's that's something to something to consider when you're when you're watching teams and you just have a more level of enjoyment than you normally do. Mm-hmm. And there's, to me, there's something to be said for that. And that's how I try to enjoy things. And we'll kind of talk uh, a little bit more as we get going here um, on this week's edition of the Attentional Foul. No bears to lament about. No, thankfully. I got a week of, I got a week respite from about having a stroke every Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Did you watch a lot of NFL in, in the Bears' absence? Or did, I did. Or did you also take a break more on than that? I pro- more than I wanted to. Well, not more than I wanted to, but. More than I probably should, should have because the games were not good. Not a, not no. a great slate of games. No, we'll run through some scores. Uh, Badgers with a blowout win. Kind of saw that coming. This is the first time in a long time that I really remember that Northwestern did not give uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. a problem. Bucks are playing tonight. They start a five-game homestand. We'll talk about them a little bit. Uh, Badgers finally run into a decent opponent. I uh, also have some injury issues in Marquette um, with a nice win as well as part of the uh, the Gavit games. And then you messaged me earlier, and I've kind of been racking my brain because I've been doing other stuff, but uh, a good top five list, something I, I would have imagined that you came up with fairly easily. Yeah, well, you know me. I, I always have a list. It's, the hard part is when I have to pare down the list. So, And me, you, you have problems. Yeah. Getting down, I have problems. Making lists is, easy, is, is an easy thing. You and for Michael me. have really, really good um, retention and recollection for that kind of stuff. My brain just does not work that way. Mm-hmm. So I am very envious of when you guys are able to pull this kind of stuff out because I just sit back and I'm amazed. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your list. We'll tell you what that is uh, coming up. We can start with the Packers, obviously. Um, a shutout victory. Um, they have a top three defense ranked overall. And I, again, it's tough to shut out anybody. And I think the players knew that. They realized that Wilson played badly. They realized that their offense wasn't great. They realized they got a bunch of injuries. They probably got a couple calls. But in the end, when you don't put up a single point, you know, you and I saw that Pete Carroll yesterday, the day before, blasted the refs about, you know, in key situations, they blew calls or they didn't, they weren't on the ball. It's like, those are snapshots of the game. But it's also, to me, when I hear that, it's it's just excuses and it's a loser's mentality. 
You know what I mean? Totally pinning it on that. Like, if that's what you're pinning the reasons to that you played poorly and you didn't have a better showing, at least on the scoreboard, I mean, there were plenty of other things in that game that did not have to do with calls that I think Pete Carroll will go back to watch Phil and be like, yeah, we probably need to do better. That That's just my opinion. Spoken like the guy who roots for the team that won. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but I, I don't disagree with you on it. On the surface, there, they, I would they, say they, that, if, that team has a lot of problems. Yeah, I would say that if Lafleur bitched about the refs, you know, I'm this is one of those those times, and I'm I'm kind of coming around to it where I side with our buddy Joe Robinson, who always says, "Don't let the officials dictate whether you win or lose the game. Be better. Try and work around that because if you get shut out, it ain't the officials' fault. No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you know." Um, there were a couple things that could have probably prevented you from putting up a donut, but you probably also had plenty of other chances to do things that were not impacted by officiating. That's that's all that I'm saying, and, and it's not like Green Bay looked ex- like a like a great football team no, either. No, no, um, they did not at all. I mean, Rodgers came back. Uh, he did not look fantastic. He threw a ungodly horrible interception into yeah. the end zone and double coverage. There might have been a third guy even behind him. That was a that was a Favre. Yo. That was a total Favre. Completely. Being pressured, going down, nowhere to go with the ball, just trying to make something happen, and it mm-hmm. wound up backfiring completely. So, um, yeah. I, this is one of those things where they, I don't think the Seahawks had won in quite a few years in Lambeau, and it's just good. Get rid of them. Wilson coming back from his finger injury did not look good at all. No. Um, you know, we've seen some some good quarterbacks this year play badly. You know, Mahomes is chief among them. Yeah. But Wilson's one also one of those guys where it's like, I I don't know, can you can, you know, we're going to have to start reshuffling those quarterback power rankings if you will in in some spots where it's like, I don't know, some of these guys are are as high as they should be on on people's charts, you know. Mhm. I I had a hard time even freaking remembering this game because it was so bad. I tried to black it out of my memory. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like you said, the defense, I think the defense has gotten better over the course of the year, which, as we talked about last week, is kind of strange because they they got so many backups right. in the last few weeks. Um, but, I mean, I just I put in my notes here, Seattle, what the hell, though? Like, you know, Will, Wilson clearly should not have played. To me, that was, I mean... It just reminded me of of Favre on the Packers, you know, like playing hurt. It it can make you look good if you succeed, but in a lot of these times, you're actually hurting your team. And I think they would have been. I think Seattle would have been much better served if Geno Smith had played that game. That's saying something. Yeah. Well, he just he was just he hadn't played in a month, and that finger, it's just it's not healed. It can't be. So, I mean, I, you know, they talked about he was doing 19-hour-a-day rehab, which is so typical of the Russell Wilson. What was that? You know, he was on the field doing those lows, like those yeah, hip things and yeah. turns and getting ready to throw and all that. He's I'm like, just what? a different cat. And, and the people that um, in his camp, they love to disseminate that sort of info about him. This, this you know, the try the try-hard guy, our, our yep. favorite. But, uh, no, he shouldn't have played, and I think he hurt their team. Um, they did get some some bad calls. I mean, the, like the one the one in the first quarter where he he scrambles and he gets the first, 
<laughs> but he ball. didn't get the first, and I think everybody watching the game was like, well, that's kind of a generous spot. But then I think Gary got hurt on the play, and he's just laying there for like five minutes. And then when they finally get him off the field and they come back on, Seattle's at the line to snap the ball, and they're like, oh, wait, wait. No, actually, we're going to move the ball back. It's back there. Like, okay, but I thought there was like a time limit that we can do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if he had, if either coach had challenged it, 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 wouldn't, it, have it wouldn't have been a first right. down anyway. So, like, the, in the end, the referees – it shouldn't have been a first. But the way they but handled like, it was your bad. window yeah. had already passed. Yeah. Um, I thought the fumble, I thought Rodgers' fumble was a clear recovery by Seattle. I didn't understand that, so they blew the whistle at the time when Rodgers had it, but they shouldn't have stopped the play that quick because it wound up, the Seattle guy basically just took it away from him. Well, I thought the Seattle guy, I, I mean... Rodgers got his I hands thought, on it yeah, first. I, I, but he didn't have it. Correct. I mean, is that, you know, touching it and, is not... And thing. that's where they were was, saying, like, well, that's possession. That was yeah. a weird one. The 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 other one that they griped about was the Kevin King interception that he he didn't complete the oh, catch. Right. Yeah, he I, came down, you know, his feet landed and whatever, and then it was I'm not going to get too hands. wound up about that because, first of all, awful decision by Wilson. <laughs> and second of all, I hate that complete the catch shit. Like, how, at, at, like I got to take the ball home with me? Like, I caught it. Right. What are we, what are we you know, this – and it's one of the things that drives me crazy about replay, in especially in basketball and uh, basketball, but especially in football, is like you're taking away awesome plays. You know, if you're going down to the toenail on this stuff, you're 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 actually hurting your own product. I think. You know, I would much rather see these guys tippy toeing in the back corner of the end zone on stuff, and uh, you know, is the white of his shoe on the white of the line? Who cares? It's amazing catch. Touchdown. Right. That's my thinking on it. But Well, and we've talked about this, about the officiating. It's that you are never going to get them to admit that there's a problem until they actually are hurting their product by way of fewer people watching and advertisers dropping their investment for dollars. Mm-hmm. And right now, neither of those things is happening. So, in essence, there's no problem. Right. Well, you know? and, and conversely with Rodgers, um, I think him – not being sharp is completely expected as well. He hadn't played. Yes. He hadn't. He hadn't been with his team in ten days. And then think about prior to that, he hadn't been with Devonte Adams for like ten days before that. So he hadn't thrown a pass to his best player in a month. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm the last guy to make excuses for Rodgers, but <laughs> you can understand when so many of these offenses now, it's so much all about timing. Um, it's understandable that that they were a little bit off. But, you know, if you're the Packers, you had some bad luck with some guys going down. I said before the game that I felt like it was going to be an A.J. Dillon type of game. Mm-hmm. You, you got this guy for exactly this. It was snowing all morning. It was cold. The field had shitty footing. It was not a finesse type game for them. Okay, here's your guy in his second year. Let him ram the hell out of this defense. And he had over 60 yards rushing, 60 yards receiving, including a 50-yarder where the Seahawks just didn't even seem interested in tackling him. Um, So the injury to Aaron Jones, I mean, 
Don't get me wrong, I'm very glad that he avoided season ending because when I read on Twitter that he's over at the at the stands after coming out of the injury tent crying to his family, mm-hmm. you're immediately thinking, well, this guy's done for a year. Right. You know what I mean? But it, it turns out it's going to be maybe a week or two. Um, and then with the bye week coming up, I think yeah, it's in I a would, couple weeks. I would, I would not rush him back. No. There's no point. No, not at all. I mean, now you've got... You know, your third string running back got hurt last week or the week before, so you're going to need some help with Jones and Kylan Hill done because Dylan, he's not going to be able to handle the whole thing. But I'm less concerned about that. These outside linebacker problems, I saw Rashawn Gary's arm get bent 90 degrees backwards mm-hmm. in a scrum, and I immediately screamed. And then they came back and they said, we're not going to show you that replay because it's horrific, and I'm glad they didn't because I saw it once and that was good. Apparently, he's only got a hyperextended elbow, and he's going to try to brace it up and play on Sunday. I don't know how he got out of that with just that. Uh, he was supposed to have an MRI yesterday. I haven't read anything else because they, they didn't practice. Um, and then Whitney Merciless, I saw him coming off the field. He had just gotten his first sack with them, and he's pointing from his bicep all the way down to like his mid-forearm. And I was like, well, he's done. because yeah, that went window curtain on him. Right. Once those things snap, yep. they roll up like a curtain. That was, and I was like, "Well, he's that. They'll be a torn bicep, and that's wound up what happening." So he's done. So they had another dude, uh, either like tear his Achilles or have a, like a torn ligament at his ankle or something. An outside linebacker. You got Zadarius Smith on injured reserve still, and apparently he's nowhere near coming back. So you've got Rashawn Gary if he can play, and then Preston Smith, and then I don't know who. At outside linebacker, and they've been actually kind of good at getting pressure on the quarterback from up front with Kenny Clark and some of these D linemen and from the outside. So you got two position groups right now, running back and outside linebacker, where you're going to need to just call some guys mm-hmm. and and bring them up. And I don't know whether they're going to be any good, um, but if you, they've shown that they can start to play through some of these injuries and kind of plan around them, it's just going to be another one of those challenges. So I don't know what they're going to do going forward, but they got the Vikings this week. Mm-hmm. So yep. Uh, you got anything else on the no, Packers? Okay. No. All right. Uh, let's go to some uh, some Week Nine stuff. I did not watch uh, Thursday night and the Dolphins and the Ravens, but the final score. What the hell? I, yeah, I don't. I don't get that. I don't know how Miami holds number one holds Baltimore to ten points and number two beats Baltimore. <laughs> did you talk to Bear last night about this? When I didn't. We were at the... I didn't even think to ask him. Okay, because I, I, I figured he because they've now what won two in a row. Yeah, I think something like That's that. What they call a win streak. It has happened <laughs> yes. before. Um, Dallas wasted very little time. That with game Atlanta. was over in like three minutes. What the hell? I thought Atlanta was going to come in and give him a game. Um, forty points, but yeah, forty three to three. That's that's not a game. Um. Tennessee gets by New Orleans. I did, did Hill or Simeon play quarterback? I don't even. I don't even know. I think well both, both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just you know the Saints got a hell of a defense, and you know when Kamara is healthy, he's a dangerous player. But I, I just you know I don't know how the ne- over the next seven weeks this team's going to be able to stay in the playoff hunt with that quarterback combo. It's just. I just don't think it's going to work. So we uh, we found the the former uh, career of Adrian Peterson resurrected again by yeah. getting a touchdown. He keeps hanging around, man. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Colts beat the Jaguars. I mean, this is that was kind of expected, but a little closer, yeah, maybe. I think the Jaguars are getting a little bit better. Okay, um, I watched a little bit of that game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence though, he's just 
I mean, it just seems like every time I've watched them, he's just running for his life. You know, it's just <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. It's it's got to be rough. Uh, the Patriots absolutely waxed the Browns. That was really shocking to me. Well, all the skill guys. Well, Baker Mayfield is he's got a torn labrum, and like now his foot and his knee are are, are hurt. He left the game with a knee injury. Chubb was out with COVID. Hunt is hurt. You just trade Beckham. I mean, and then you're going up against Belichick on the road. That's a recipe for disaster. And I'll tell you what. New England's pretty good. Like, I don't know how, because if you look at their offense, you're, you, it's a bunch of, it's Mac Jones and a, and Damien Harris is a, is a good running back and kind of a bunch of no-name receivers, but they're 6-4. <laughs> and four. I mean, it's really surprising. What did they say that uh, I saw a tweet today that said Mac Jones, six wins, all the other rookie quarterbacks combined, five. Yeah. So he's having a little bit of success there, which I, I, I don't think is a shock to anybody that has followed Bill Belichick and what he can do with players. No, and I don't I don't have any animosity or dislike towards Mac Jones, but I hate that the Patriots are good again <laughs> already. <laughs> you wanted a One little more. Year. A little more time to yeah, man. write the ship a little bit. For sure. <laughs> uh, the Bills just... I See, and I didn't know... I was going to maybe take this game in the five-game pick them with, with, with Cousin Michael, but with the Jets coming off, I think, a win the week before and the Bills kind of looking like they stunk, I didn't know whether reality would set in again and the Bills would be good and the Jets would be bad. But this one I'm not really shocked by. No, with the exception of the weird loss last week to Jacksonville right. for the Bills, they've pretty much destroyed the bad teams in the NFL this year. Which is what you got to do. Yeah. Um, so not too surprising, and, and as my Super Bowl pick, I'm glad to see them put kinda, up a big number against back a, to a crappy team. Yeah. Um, Game of the day here. <laughs> a non-loss by Detroit. At least they will not lose every game. They should have, from like the, I didn't see much of the of regulation, but I watched like the last five or six minutes and then most of overtime. And they should have just cut the announcers off and just played Benny Hill music. Because watching those two teams actively try to lose, it was unbelievable. I mean, Daryl Johnson was doing the game, and it was so funny. I, I literally laughed when he said it. He's like, listen, I was on a 1-15 team with the Cowboys in, I think, in 89 with Aikman's first year. And he goes, it's just one of those things where, like, everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And this was after, this was in overtime after the Lion kicker missed a 30-yard field goal by about 30 yards. Like, the next play, Mason Rudolph throws it right in the chest of a D-back for the Lions, and he just <laughs> drops it. And, and Moose is like, at some point, you can't blame the coach. You can't piss and moan about the roster or draft picks. Somebody just has to make a play. You're in the NFL for a reason. You just, like, dude, you have to catch the ball. You just got to make a play at some point. Nobody in that game could make a play. It was unbelievable. <laughs> the dude for the for Pittsburgh in field goal range, he fumbles with like eight seconds left in overtime. It's like, just fall down. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Was this the game, and I saw the highlight and I failed to see the teams, maybe it was the Raiders, where the guy broke into the open field and got spun around and basically threw the ball. Yeah, it was Deshaun Jackson backwards. on the Raiders. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, 
I don't get it. That seems like something that would have happened in that. Yeah, yeah. For the Lions. We'll this get to was, the Raiders. This is pretty impressive, though. 16-16. But, but again. You Did know, you hear that some, one of the players like came by on the bench in Pittsburgh, like, dude was getting his helmet on after overtime, be like, well, we got to get one more quarter out of this thing, and the, his teammates would be like, no, the game's over. Like, there are players in the NFL that don't know that you can end in a tie. Yeah, that's amazing How's to me. that possible? Well. I mean, considering how stupid it is that <laughs> it can end in a tie, which we have discussed yeah. ad nauseum on this podcast. Yeah. But the fact that players don't know. It's weird. It's a, it's it's bizarre <laughs> that you could be that uninformed. Right. And be, in, be an active member of the league. It's unbelievable. I don't get it. Um... Upset of the day, maybe the last couple of weeks. Tampa Bay losing to Washington. That's two weeks in a row they threw out a stinker. Wow. You know, they, and it's, it's, well, and Brady was hot. I mean, he had like a 30 second press conference and pretty much walked off. You know, you lose to Tampa. So he handled it well. You lose to a backup quarterback in, with New Orleans. Then you go on a bye and you come out and this is, this happens. That's, that's not good. The only excuse is that, they're very, very, very banged up, but you still should be losing to the Redskins. Should not. Sorry. Washington well, football whatever. team. You said you're always going to call them that, True, so, so that's fine. True. Um, Cardinals were without Kyler Murray, and they get stomped by the Panthers. The return of Cam. Wow. Comes back, rushing touchdown, passing touchdown. Comes basically, you know, they're basically running the same kind of thing the Saints are with two quarterbacks. I don't know how long that's going to last. I I think they're going to start Cam this week. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the dude was without a job for a reason. It's because he's kind of washed. His yep. arm's dead. And he's injured a yeah. lot. It's just. So how, yeah. You how, might be able to get a game or two out of him, but I don't know that. Nothing long term. No. Probably won't make it till the end of the season, I wouldn't think. Um, Vikings don't gack one away. A win on the road in L.A. against the Chargers. Boy, you know. called this, though, because you said this is the game that they'll pull out of their ass and save Zimmer's job at least for another few games. Yeah, and they outplayed the Chargers, and I, I, I'm kind of a little bit of a loss with this Charger team. I mean, you know. The Do you de- want to be good or don't you? Yeah, I mean, the defense is is okay. They've got names. They probably should be a little better than they are, but, you know, 20 points at home, I mean – I don't know if they're trying to save Eckler for later in the year, but you know he's only getting fifteen-ish touches. He's, he, you know, he needs more than that. Uh, all of a sudden, Mike Williams, who was just awesome like the first five or six weeks of the season, not getting any targets. So I, I don't know. There's something weird going on there. I don't get it. Didn't uh, hear or read a lick about uh, Philly and Denver. There's just two teams that week to week you don't you can't expect anything out of them. I mean, one week Philly gets blown out, the next week they blow somebody out. You know, Denver goes in and and is up thirty to nothing on Dallas, and then the next week they're getting beat at home by Philly. I, these teams are just really, really mediocre. People seem to think that the Chiefs are back to form because they pounded the Raiders in Vegas on Sunday night. Um, Do you watch any of that? A little bit. It's it's a tough one to judge because the Raiders have just been through the ringer here in the last month. You know, I I, I don't know how long a team that's again mediocre can can just survive all that and keep going. And you know, I think the Chiefs in in some respects. I mean, Pat Mahomes is just too good of a player to not have these a breakout game eventually. I don't know that their problems are cured, but 
you know, all of a sudden here we sit after all the problems that they've had and they're winning their division. So. Right. Uh, and then on Monday night, again, another inexplicable stinker by the Rams. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo throws two touchdowns and uh, a three-touchdown victory by the 49ers over L.A. This is also one of those that these L.A. teams, are you good or are you not? Like, are the Rams going to be good? I know they've got a great record, but you can't show up with this suck fest at home right there. Yeah, and you get... Uh, it was in San Francisco, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, well, you know, they Niners get the ball and score, and then you get the ball and you throw a pick six. I mean, you're down 14 to nothing early on the road, and... Um, I, I the the Beckham thing. I, Odell Beckham isn't the reason they lost this game, but I I saw Aikman said something about it. He's like, you know, now Matthew Stafford has a guy that he has to make sure he keeps happy. Got him the ball twice, and at least two know, catches. I don't know how many times he targeted. Going forward, you know, is that going to be an issue? We'll see. But um, which the now- Rams? I I you know that's. Way too much talent to be getting beat by three scores by anybody. So I saw Jay Glazer on the McAfee show today said that Beckham always wanted to go to LA, even when he was with Cleveland. He's like, I've, of course he I've, does. I've, he wants to be a celebrity. Always wanted to go to LA. So people that are blaming Mark Murphy for that whole thing, hmm. you mm-hmm. know, I I, th- I think we can probably put that to bed because I don't know who that Jordan Schultz guy who was all over this whole thing from the beginning on. Twitter with the Beckham and Devonte Adams calling him and Aaron Rodgers calling him, um, you know, with Glaze like oh, he always wanted to go to L.A. Green Bay. Well, wasn't and I even... and I believe that the Packers lowballed him. Oh, for I do, sure. But I don't but think it mattered. They weren't. I don't gonna, think he was going there anyway. Even if they offered him more money, he, they would have had to offer him. I think a lot more money, and that's just not what they do. No, and I wouldn't have done that for him either. So he wants to be in L.A. for a variety of reasons, mostly because that's where you can be a celebrity, and that's what he wants to be. So don't, that's fine. Don't you have to be no, like you an don't. active? No. You can just be a nobody there. And they talk about him every day on all these shows. He hasn't been re- a relevant, relevant player in right. five years. So, man. All right. Uh, current playoff standings. Go. AFC, your division leaders Tennessee, eight and two, Buffalo, six and three, Baltimore, six and three, Casey, six and four. Um, you're. Somehow the Steelers <laughs> at five three and one, and this is just they're just not good. They're they're one of the th- uh, the playoff teams along with the Patriots six and four. The Chargers would be the seven seed five and four. Um, Raiders and Bengals on the outside looking in at five and four. Indy, Cleveland, and Denver all five and five. Um, so a lot of you know what do you got one two three four five six seven. you got eight teams there within about a half game of each other for those last three spots in the AFC NFC uh, still pretty top heavy Packers eight and two Cardinals eight and two Cowboys seven and two Tampa six and three those are your leaders Rams come in at seven and three Saints five and four Carolina five and five that rounds out your playoff field those are the only teams in the NFC above five hundred. And then you've got the Vikings, Niners, and Falcons all at four and five. All right. Um, watching Twitter right now, they're going to hand out the uh, Cy Young in just a couple of minutes. Mm. So the uh, the watch is on for Corbin Burns. We've got a couple of uh, Milwaukee. I don't think he's going to win. Milwaukee sports radio personalities are are waiting with bated breath to see if they're going to watch Burns. You 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 don't you don't have him. No. Okay. All right. I don't think so. 
Uh, week 11, we start on Thursday night with the Patriots and the Falcons. This seems like one that New England should have, especially coming off of Atlanta's performance against Dallas. Well, I don't know who the hell Atlanta is, you know? I mean, they could throw up a 30 spot easily. I'd, um... It's just another one of those Thursday games that, you know, I'm glad I don't gamble because I wouldn't bet on it, yeah. and, and I'm glad I'm – don't have any of those guys on my fantasy teams. So Your Bears return to action. They play and host the Baltimore Ravens, which came out today that Lamar Jackson's not going to play. Oh, I did not hear that. I, I'm pretty sure I read that. Oh, okay. That, that, well. that he is out. I don't. It hasn't been all over the place, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere huh. that he was not going to play. Okay. Well, uh, either way, it's still going to be a tough game for the Bears. Baltimore's coming off of, what, 10-day rest. Mm-hmm. Bears coming off the bye, Baltimore coming off a bad loss against the uh, uh, Dolphins. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that. I I did not know that. So okay. that that kind of Bigs from the Trib does not have it. Um, the Ravens, and this was a tweet two days ago, opened as five and a half point favorites, and he doesn't have anything on that. But I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was somebody from the score, but I saw somebody who is somebody say that Jackson was was likely not going to play. Hmm. But okay. I don't know whether that picks up any traction as, as we get closer to the weekend. I could be totally wrong on that. Um, Browns and the Lions. Boy, if you're Cleveland, this is a get-right game for you. Yeah. Should I, be. I would think that Chubb will probably be back, so uh, at least they'll have you know a little help in the backfield. Okay. But, I, you know, I don't know who the hell Detroit's beaten, man. See, that's what I said at the beginning of the season. But I don't think I don't think they're wor- I think they're probably better than the Texans. But the Texans beat the Jags in week one, so they already got their win. So I, I just don't know who the Lions are beating the rest of the season here. I I know I know two Lions fans and they both think that they should have at least a couple of wins. Mm, we'll see. But I don't know. Like you People I, are already ready to run Jared Goff out of town. So I don't think, and I have no clue who their backup is. Oh, I have no idea. No, sure he's good. Of course, um, Texans are coming off the bye. They're going to play the Titans. That should, I mean, yeah, Tennessee I would think, with a nine and two record. Yeah, they're going to keep week. on rolling with no Derrick Henry. It would right. be their third win in a row without the league's uh, top running back. Packers go to U.S. Bank Stadium. This one is a little bit worrisome for me. Should be because, like we have said all year, the Vikings on paper look like they're good. They found ways to lose uh, probably four out of their five games, I would think. Um, And this is a team that always gives Green Bay trouble, and now it's at U.S. Bank. Packers got a bunch of injuries. I, I just don't feel good about this one. They set a stat on Sunday during the Viking Charger game. Minnesota threw nine games is the only team in NFL history to have an at least a seven point lead in every game. Wow. So yeah, they're blowing. I mean, in in reality, they're under they should probably be seven and two. Yeah, right behind and, and, Green and, Bay, yes. and right there fighting for the division title. But they've they've shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, with the defensive injuries the Packers have, and the strength of Minnesota is their offense. That's that's a recipe for for trouble for the Packers. No question. Uh, here's a stinker, but John Barry's team could win three games in a row. Dolphins at the Jets. 
Yeah, I think uh, this is the worst game of the season. We're going to so get far. a Joe Flacco sighting. I oh. believe he's going to start for the Jets oh, this really? week. So, okay, in case anybody is excited to see that. Boy, can you imagine the regional coverage of Ooh. that? Their people actually have to, are stuck, be in a stuck watching that. No, Jets, Giants, or not Giants, Jets, Lions. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, at least the Bengals have had something. Well, I mean, they had right. that little run with Marvin Lewis where they were at least making the playoffs, right? Like, Man, these other teams. Good lord! <laughs> Saints are at the Eagles. This doesn't do anything for me. No, but I think it's a big game for New Orleans. I mean, you don't want to fall to five hundred and get into the mix now, where you're fighting, you know, the Vikings and the Niners and some of these teams. You'd like to kind of keep your head above water. And even if you lose this game, you're only a half game ahead of Philly, and they got the tiebreaker on you. So these these inner inner intra-conference games now get to be a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. Especially since we're in the we're getting to be the back half mm-hmm. of the season. Panthers are hosting Washington. I mean, I would not think Washington was going to beat any very many teams going forward, but then they beat Tom Brady. So I, they certainly, if you beat Tom Brady, you can beat Cam Newton. 49ers probably going to get back to 500, but they got to go. I mean, this is about as far as you can go unless you're in Seattle. San Francisco traveling all the way to Jacksonville. That's a long way to go. Could they be the team this year that's like the um, start out like shit, have a bunch of injuries, and then as the season progresses, we kind of just slowly get better and get healthier, and all of a sudden it's January and maybe we're the best team in the conference? Best team in the conference might be a stretch. Well, I mean, oh, you don't even have to be best team in the conference, but you could make a run like Eli's Giants. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, 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 they got they, a lot of talent on that roster. I mean, they do, but they got a long way to catch just one team in their own division. But all you got to do is get seven seed. I know. I mean, yeah, all they're, you got to do is get right in. there. Yes. You know? Yeah, maybe. You, know, you just get a little healthier and, and catch a couple breaks. Jimmy G can stay on the field. I mean... Yeah, he was busy playing okay last week. He seems to do that. He has a habit of doing that. When he plays, he's fine. He's not great. Doesn't kill you. Not awful. He's fine. But I mean, just he gets hurt a lot. The announcers had to point out that it's been three games and Trey Lance has been healthy and he hasn't played. Like that, he's not ready to play. That's what I know. But like, that's the overriding. I know storyline. That's what you're going with. These idiots on TV, they just can't help but wet their pants about the next guy. That's all they ever worry about. Mm. Drives me crazy. Yes, Bengals at the Raiders, couple of five and fours. Yeah, good, good game. You know, Um, Joe Burrow against Derek Carr. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's got to be the game of the day. That's what I was just going to say. The game of the week is is Dallas and Kansas City. You figure, kind of figure out whether the Chiefs can piggyback that and Dallas can actually compete with the big boys without crapping themselves. Well, I was thinking the other day, you know, through, what are we through, 10 weeks, like who's the MVP front runners right now? You know, it was Kyler Murray, but he's now missed two games. You could have thrown Rodgers in there, but I don't think anybody's voting for him after this last week of stuff. Probably not. You know, Lamar Jackson's been okay, but they've got some crappy losses. Josh Allen, yeah, but you lost to Jacksonville. Right. It might be Dak. His numbers, Dallas has the number one offense, and they're scoring the most points per game in the league. I can tell you, because he's my fantasy quarterback, his numbers have been awesome all year long. Um, 
they're seven and two. They probably should be eight and one because they should have beat Tampa on opening night. It kind of weird. Nobody's really talking about it. No, but I gotta I gotta throw him in the mix. Okay, you know him, Josh Allen. Eh. Well, he's definitely got to be on there for comeback player of the year after missing last season for sure. But I mean, I'm just looking at the teams. You know, Derrick Henry got hurt. Like I said, Lamar Mahomes has been down. Murray got hurt. Brady hasn't. Brady hasn't been anything special. Nope. Nobody on the Rams. I got to think Dak's right at the top of the conversation. So, all right, could be a big game. You know, Dallas goes on the road in a shootout or something and beats KC forty-two to thirty-eight. That would be a huge win. What about uh, Arizona? Is Kyler Murray going to be back for this game against the Seahawks? They haven't said, but he was quoted today as saying he's getting close. So, okay, that's that's about as much as they've. I mean, released. Seahawks need a win if they want to. Even well, there's, yeah, if they try, you, you try lose, you're done, it. and you're probably going to have to trade Russell Wilson. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, this is why he was complaining over the off season about the team. You know, I heard Cowherd talk about this the other day. He's like, you know, this is a this is an obvious case of where you just gave your coach too much power. I mean, Paul Allen died. You didn't, you know, the it got passed on to a family member who's not as into it as he was, and the people at the top have given Carroll kind of carte blanche on the roster, and he hasn't done a good job. So. What are people going to do with all the Russell Wilson Seahawks? But at the same time, it's like you look at that team and it's like, okay, well, you know, DK Metcalf, everybody tells me how great he is. You got Tyler Lockett, everybody tells me how great he is. You've got a decent stable of running backs with Carson and Collins. I mean, they're all right. They're not the worst in the league. But you've got, and you've still got some, some stars on defense. You got Bobby Wagner, you got Jamal Adams. Like, but again, it goes back to. Who's making the plays here? You know, DK Metcalf. Like, you can't be getting thrown out of games, man. That's another thing I missed from that game. That guy's an idiot. Yeah, you can't be getting – I don't care if you're down 17. You can't be getting thrown out of games, dude. When when you're what being are you doing? counted on and one of the best players on your team, mm-hmm. and I get that you haven't gotten the ball. I mean, they went – They showed the fucking leadership. Right. Exactly. I know you're frustrated. But so, you, you, your quarterback's playing with four fingers. Sorry. Do something. Help. Yeah. Rather than get open. Than hurt your chances. I don't know. Um, Pittsburgh and the Chargers on Sunday night. I have no idea if Roethlisberger's back for that. because um, I think he's gonna be in the health and he's in the health and safety protocol. Thought but, I read that they are preparing the for the game as if Rudolph will be the quarterback. Well, if the Chargers lose at home to Mason Rudolph, oof, <laughs> they gotta do some rethinking. And who decided to put the Giants on Monday Night Football? People love the Giants in primetime, man. They just the networks love it. I don't get it, but uh, you, Brady against the Giants. I, I you know eh. you just hope that they don't stub their. T- I mean, is this a leftover time when he was with the Patriots? I don't know how to, Tampa doesn't win this game by by double digits. That's what I. That's what I mean. So this because they're, cause they're pissed off, scheduling. right? You know, and then we go from like. Five teams having a bye to three teams, now to two teams. Yeah, the buys are all over the place. I really understand that. So Denver, uh, the Broncos, and the Rams are on the buys. So that is your Week 11 NFL slate. Uh, did we miss anything? No, I think we NFL covered notes. it. So we got 40 minutes out of some NFL. We'll uh, get to college football just real quick. No real change in the uh, the college football playoff rankings. Top 7-1. Um, 
It's going to be a real interesting game between Ohio State and Michigan State uh, this week. I think that Ohio, that the Buckeyes are just going to handle them. Well, and then they play Michigan the following week, Correct. right? Yeah. Yes. That's that's the big rivalry week. So it's a big this is a big week for you know the top of the east uh, the eastern division over there. The Badgers just run over Northwestern, thirty five seven. Ches Belusi's done for the year. Now you've got uh, Braylon Allen taking over, seventeen year old kid from Fond du Lac. He he. This was kind of his coming out party nationally. You know, saw a lot of college football. Yeah, I did pu- too. Pundits on Twitter saying, "Look at this dude," and mm-hmm. and his his last. Run for a touchdown. I think it was his last run, um, and he also had one up the sidelines where he just ran through like five or six different guys. Prediction? Sure. You never see Malusi with another carry for the Badgers again. Really? Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Because I I don't remember who I was talking to. I think it was probably somebody at work. You know, Chris loves his seniority, loves the upperclassmen first. And even though, you know, Allen's now the dude, Chris said that they don't even expect Malusi back for spring practice. So they're going to go into this thing That's what I'm saying. with this guy installed as the number one yeah. guy. And now when you flip to fall, are you going to just take the ball out of his hands and give it back to Malusi? No. Does he enter the transfer portal and go to another? Can you even do that? I thought you only get. I don't know what the rules are get one. He could always throw his name in the draft, too, if he. You know, I don't know what your body of work is that well, you're, you're going to be graded on there. But. Yeah, but do you want to come back and share carries? If you think you're an NFL player, do you want to come back to Wisconsin? You, that's why you left Clemson, because you were sharing carries. You came to Wisconsin to be the featured back. You're not going to be next year, even if you come back. You're going to share the load with Allen. They had a pretty good one-two punch, and if Chris says we want to do that again, maybe. I don't know how he says no. Maybe. I, and and I don't think but he'll probably be in his fifth year of school. Maybe he's close to grad. Who knows? I don't know any of that stuff. But I'm just I'm just saying I would be surprised if we ever see him play for them again. Okay, that's just the way college works now. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I like that. Badgers have won six in a row. They got Nebraska this week. It's uh, really. I just I'm having a very very difficult time looking at this and going. <laughs> how the Badgers are fifteenth in the country. That team. That I watched get beat at home by Penn State. And then get pounded by Notre get Dame. Get pounded by Notre Dame. Get pounded by Michigan. I mean, struggle with a couple other teams that weren't very good. And now they've won six in a row and they're 15th in the nation. It's just like, okay, I guess the Big Ten West is really bad. I would feel a little bit more confident if they had a victory over somebody like a Michigan State. Or like a Penn State. Well, they beat Iowa, who at the time was good, but we've now f- since found out that they're not very good. But they, yeah, that was coming off a loss at home to Purdue. But you beat Purdue, who then turns around and beats Michigan State, and then they turn around and get absolutely run off the field against Ohio State last week. So I don't even know what to make of that win. Right. right. Just a just a very strange year. We like we've said it. We've talked about it before. Their defense is elite. Very much. Jim so. Leonard's the best defensive coordinator in college football. I probably probably, yes. and they've got talent, and they've, you know, they've really done a good job of getting a lot of these. You know, they've got they, you know they they're always going to go down to Florida and places like that to get their corners and their and safeties and whatnot. But you know, they've done a good job over the years of recruiting in state for their D line 
and for their linebackers. They've always had a lot of success with that. Um, they've gone to far reaches as herbing kids from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, they do. But so, they've, I mean, but they've they, also over the years been yes. able to cultivate a lot of home a lot of regional guys. guys. Yes, um, to to shore up their defense, and it's very impressive. I just you know, you really gonna they're gonna play Ohio State the Big Ten title game and not get beat by twenty plus points. I find that hard to believe. Then they're gonna go to a bowl, a mid level to a you know. Not an upper-level one, but, you know, they're going to be somewhere, I would think, just by attrition, be probably where they are right now, 15th. You know, they'll get a, an upper-mid-level, you know, lower-upper-level kind of a game, and they may run into a really good SEC team. Or you play the fourth-place SEC, SEC right. you, know, you play Auburn or something like that. And and maybe you get handled, and or maybe you do a, you know, a, a Badger thing where you just push them around and let your defense fly around, and these other guys are going, holy shit. Right. We underestimated these dudes, and, you know, maybe you get, uh, you know, 150, 175 yards rushing from from Allen, and, and Mertz doesn't throw three picks or something right. like that. Um, and, and, and maybe you win your bowl game. I don't know. Nebraska this week, um, they're not good. I think they have two or three wins. They're bringing back Frost next year. They redid his contract. They're they're taking away some money, and it sounds like they're basically saying, this is kind of it for you. You better show some improvement. There you go. I was wrong. Breaking news. Go ahead. Uh, Corbin Burns is your 2021 NL Cy Young winner, third Cy Young winner in franchise history. It's pretty cool. Joins, That's awesome. Joins Pete Vukovic and Raleigh Fingers. So good for Burns. There you I'm go. Su- I'm, I'm surprised, yeah. honestly. But uh, yeah, he was he was awesome. I'm I'm very happy to see that. That's cool. Well, Burns is your is your Cy Young award. Can't wait Excellent. to get my Corbin Burns Cy Young bobblehead. <laughs> there you go. It'll be because yeah, they will have one. Yep. That no. That'll be that'll <laughs> be next year for sure. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else. I didn't really notice anything on college. Oh, I stayed up way too late because I was in Minnesota watching the end of Kansas and Texas with Lance Leipold. Oh yeah, I saw and that. Holy shit! Huge win. Huge! They had Kansas had never won at Texas, and I don't even care how good or bad Texas is. It's still Texas, correct? And it's still Kansas football, right? Which has been notoriously bad forever. So the fact that Leipold can go there, and I love it, and even the announcers loved it when they went to overtime. Texas got the ball, they scored, kicked the extra point. Kansas scores. What do you do if yeah, you're them? You Got to go for two. Hell yeah, you go gotta for the go win. For two. Yep. It doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. if you lose. It's another loss. Yep. So you lost to Texas in Austin again. Okay, right, fine. If you win, holy shit. And they threw it to um, a walk-on, who then ran down to the other end of the field and waved to his parents. It was unbelievable. I'm just in bed. Jane's sleeping next to me. I'm watching on my phone. I just went, I woke up and went, holy shit. Like, what? I'm like, former UW-Whitewater coach, he just took the program's first win in Texas ever. That's awesome. Good mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kansas uh, actually did something intelligent, and they hired a football coach. They didn't hire a celebrity. Right. They didn't hire Charlie Weiss. They didn't hire a washed-up Les Miles. They hired a football coach. So, yeah. I'm not saying they're ever going to be competing for a national title. No, but, but here's the thing. You get them back to 500, and then all of a sudden Lance Leipold's going to be getting a lot of phone calls from higher-up uh, higher schools. 
Now all of a sudden he's coaching in a bowl game that we watch on New Year's Day. That'd be kind of interesting. And the Big 12 just got a little easier for you in a couple years because Oklahoma and Texas are, yeah, are leaving. That's true. So you got pretty much Iowa State, and I don't even know who, all, who else is left. Baylor. Yeah. But things got just a little bit less competitive for you. So, All right, that's college football. You can uh, you can take the Bucks conversation. I know they're playing tonight. We want to get out of here. But do you even care about watching them and the Lakers tonight? Oh, yeah, I'll watch. Okay. All right. Yeah, they start about a half hour from now, so we got a little time. All right. But they're under 500. They just came back from the road trip. Um, and I couldn't even believe this when I read the preview this morning. They won their first game at Fiserv, the the game against Brooklyn, to kick off the season, and they haven't won at home since. They've lost all, all four other mm-hmm. games. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. But they're injured. They're injured. Um, they're 6-8. and eight. They're 11th in the East right now, which wouldn't even get them in the play-in tournament at this point. The but, play-in tournament. You know, whatever. It's... <laughs> November what? November seventeenth. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not too concerned. Um, yeah, they had a five game road trip. Went two and three. Got wins uh, in Philly and against the Knicks. Lost in overtime against Boston when they kind of just ran out of gas. Uh, got got worked on Sunday against the uh, Hawks and lost the first game of the trip uh, last week against the Wizards. Um, you know, like I said, Boston. They kind of ran out of gas. The Hawks. The Hawks were up for the game. This and is a team that knocked him out of the playoffs Trae last Young year. Had like forty, Trae Young went off. He had forty. Um, so yeah, that that was that was kind of bound to happen. Last game of a long road trip. I thought the Bucks looked tired. Yeah. So no no big worry there. Like you said, tonight starts a five game homestand. Lakers tonight. OKC Friday. They have Orlando Saturday and Monday, and then Detroit next Wednesday. So you know you win tonight. You've got an opportunity to take a five and zero road trip because you're going to you're starting to get a little healthier now. Um, holidays back, kind of getting back to full strength after missing six or seven games. Middleton is back tonight from COVID. He's going to be on a little bit of a minutes restriction at least tonight, probably Friday as well. But just having him back and having another body is is really big for them right now. And then uh, they talked the other night. Um, DiVincenzo was out in Atlanta doing some, jogging. Yep. doing some full court work. Um, I don't think he's quite ready to do five on five stuff yet, but you know, just to see him getting up and down the floor, getting some shots up, uh, that's certainly encouraging. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of Buck fans are, are, are frustrated with how the season is going. Um, we talked about it before the year started. I kind of expected them to be a little sluggish out of the gate, but two guys who have not been, are Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton. No, those two guys, Grayson Allen. Are you surprised by him yeah. and, and what he's yeah. added to he's the team? Been, he's been a lot better. Well, he's been a better professional than I thought he would be, in just in general, and he's been excellent for them through the first 14 games. He's he's one of like only two guys on the roster that's played in every game. Um, and Pat Connaughton is, is really just riding that wave of confidence coming off of the finals. And, and his playoff performance, he's been fantastic this year. And he's really, you know, he's added a little bit to his game. You're seeing him put the ball more on the floor and get to the basket, um, which is cool. And, and that's that's just good basketball. He's now one of the top perimeter threats as a catch-and-shoot guy in the league. Well, you use that to your advantage when the defense is sprinting out at you that hard. You know, one, two dribbles on the floor to get to the basket, and he's a good enough athlete where he can finish. So, um, that's been fun to see. You know, Portis has played well when he's been in there now. You know, he's been getting the start at center. 
uh, with with Lopez out. But um, you know, Allen and Connaughton have really been pleasant surprises, and it, it, it's it's going to present an interesting dilemma for the Bucks when DiVincenzo does come back. Because you've got Connaughton and Allen both under contract at least through the end of next year. You have a team option on DiVincenzo this year, and then he's eligible for an extension. So could Dante possibly be used in a trade later in the year? I think it's possible um, because you're a little redundant now between George Hill, uh, Grayson Allen, and Connaughton. DiVincenzo, they all kind of do similar stuff. And you're a little thin in the front court, and that's been exposed with Lopez being out. You've had way too much Giannis playing center. Portis is, is fine, but he's not that tall. Um, they they need another big body down low. So that might be something we see, you know, six, eight weeks down the road, um, depending on how things go. Maybe DiVincenzo comes back. They throw him into the starting lineup. He fits in seamlessly, and they bring these other three guys off the bench. But, again, you're you're small. And as you get later in the year, and we found out in the playoffs, you, you got to have some bodies down low to bang. So okay, okay. Um, that was good. I like that. Giannis, uh, and uh, what is this? Because I, I I saw some headlines and I saw some people lamenting yeah. some things, but I didn't really dive into it too far. So he was, it was announced he's the GQ Man of the Year. Okay, so he was on the cover of their most recent magazine, and then obviously they that means a, a long form yeah. interview, and. In the interview, he talked a little bit about why he stayed in Milwaukee. He talked about a lot of people around the league were calling him, telling him to leave. Um, you know, he and he was like, "Listen, I'd love to play with Kevin Durant or LeBron or Steph, as opposed to playing against him." But you know, as he said during the finals run, that's he he views that as the easy way, and he wants to do things the hard way, and that's one of the reasons why he resigned, along with his family and everybody loving where they're at. Uh, but he, the comment that's getting all of the headlines today was that he said something along the lines of, you know, he likes to be challenged, and winning a title in Milwaukee was kind of the ultimate challenge, and he did that. Now it's kind of what is the next challenge? And he made the comment of my next challenge might not be in Milwaukee. Um, it could be two years down the road. It could be five years down. I don't know. I'm just being honest. So obviously the media and the people that are desperate for him to not be in Milwaukee are taking it and running with it as Giannis is throwing out hints that he's maybe leave not it. happy in Milwaukee and he's going to leave. Let me just say this. Not concerned in the least. Didn't he? Isn't this the first year after he yes. signs the Supermax deal? Yes. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's under contract for three years after this. Yeah. And then he has a player option for about $50 million, which he will pick up because you don't turn down $50 million, especially when you're hitting 30. Um, could he force a trade? Yeah, maybe. I I find that unlikely. That's a little out of character from him. I was just going to say, unless his personality shifts well, uh, it, it dramatically. Would, you know, Middleton, and I look today, so Middleton is signed through next year, and then has a player option for $40 million. He's going to pick it up. Holiday is signed through the next two years, and the third year has a player option for about $40 million, going to pick it up. So it would have to be a situation where the Bucks got into some financial constraints and the owners just traded those guys for a bag of socks, which isn't going to happen, or those guys just 
worse. You know, Holiday gets older. Middleton slows down. Maybe they get hurt more. You know, you can't predict the future on that stuff. It may or may not happen. Who knows? But I'm not concerned about Giannis waking up in 18 months and walking into the Lazarus and saying, I want out. I just don't. That's just not really who he has been in his career. Now, when his contract is up, and if the Bucks haven't won another title in the next four years, does he decide he wants to go play with, I don't know, John ja Morant somewhere? Maybe. Maybe. And if he does, hard to argue with 12 years of service and bringing us a title. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I think in the next two to three years, this team is going to be in contention for a title as long as everybody's healthy. So I really don't think it's anything to worry about. Okay. So. That was summed up very nicely. Yeah. All right, you got a couple of things around the league. I know that uh, Wilbon said today on PTI he was shocked that the Warriors just completely destroyed the Nets last night. And I, I didn't catch his all of his comments. Was he was he more surprised that Brooklyn got killed, or was he surprised that Golden State was that good? Well, Golden State is good, and they should be good because they have Steph Curry, and Steph Curry is one of the 15 to 20 greatest players of all time. Um I think people are a little surprised right now that they're 12 and 2, especially considering that they're waiting for Clay Thompson to come back. But, you know, they've got some guys that have stepped up and played well. And, you know, people forget sometimes when you play with a player like a Steph, like a LeBron, like a Durant, like a uh, Giannis, you just get a little bit better by proxy because you're just kind of always open. Um, I, I, <laughs> going back to the Bucks for a second. Like, Grayson Allen has the most open three-pointers in the league this year. Well, yeah, because you play with Giannis. So it's understandable that you've seen guys like Jordan Poole and, um, you know, a couple other guys on the Warriors have nice starts to the season. You know, Brooklyn, they're I think they're 10-5, and five, so they're not really struggling record-wise, but they haven't been very impressive in their wins, and I think that, you know, Harden's having a little – Harden, again – doesn't look in shape. I think the changing of some of the foul rules has thrown him off kilter a little bit. And then they've been dealing with the Kyrie shit. And I'm sure in their local media, they're probably getting asked about it every day. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think Golden State has the potential to be really good. Um, do they win 60 games? Maybe. You know, they they may not want to push it that hard, especially with, with Clay coming back off of basically missing two years. So we'll see. But, you know, when you have a night when Steph Curry throws in nine threes in a game, <laughs> they got a very, very good chance of beating your ass, and that's mm -hmm. what happened last night. LeBron hasn't been playing, but it looks like he's going to be back on Friday, so he's not going to be there for the Bucks, uh tonight, and he wasn't there when the Bulls played him, I think it was on Monday maybe, Sunday. I think they play the Knicks Friday okay. in the Garden, oh. so I think that's why he wants to come back. He doesn't want to bother himself with the little old champs tonight, <laughs> which is fine. I, I, whatever. I'll, mm -hmm. Easier win, hopefully. Speaking of the Bulls, um, they're still up in the East. They just beat the Clippers and the Lakers at the Staples Center, which is now being renamed. I don't know whether you read something yeah. about that, but it's one of the largest naming rights deal. I think it might be Crypto.com. Arena. I don't even know what that is. I, it's got to be like cryptocurrency. I would assume so. But the Bulls just, right now are doing really well on the West Coast. If you and, own and they one got of the Blazers those, tonight. But if you own one of those companies that buys the naming rights to an arena, like you can't come up with a better name. Like why it would have been better to just say crypto. 
Crypto R- Arena. Why right. did you have to put in the dot, dot com? com? I don't know. I mean, it's just dumb. Like guaranteed rate field down in Chicago. Because everybody in LA is just going to call it Staples. Right. Just like everybody around here still calls so, it Miller, Miller Park. Park. I mean, or you can at least you can call it AmFam Field if you want to. Yeah, that's fine. That's not terrible. No. But like, yeah, these some of these, I don't know. The Wells Fargo dot com arena. It's like really some. What was that name of the arena in Louisville? Like the oh was, the Yum Yum. Yes. Yeah, the Yum Yum, yum, yum Brands. Yeah, whatever the fuck. What? what? Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know the Wizards were that good. Yeah, yeah, they're right up there with the Bulls. They're separated, I think, by about a half game. So. Right. Yeah, both off to good starts. We'll see if they can hold on to it. All right, long season. College Hoops, Badgers lose their first game of the season, part of this Big East versus Big Ten Gava tip-off games. They had uh, beat St. Francis Brooklyn, which I didn't even know was a school, and then they handled Green Bay. Game they honored Bo Ryan at. His kid was playing, uh, managing, uh, coaching the Phoenix. Which, Good to have you back, Coach. We're nope. going we're, we're to kick the shit out of your kid tonight. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Um, and then they lose to Providence. There was They didn't have Johnny Davis. He was in street clothes. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, any of the game, but I mean, uh, you know, you and you and Bear were talking in a, a little Badgers last night, um, and just the fact that, that this team is just going to be young. There's no real expectation for them to compete for the Big Ten title, no, or anything no. like that. It's just going to be a growing year. Well, I think the program is to the point where the expectation is to compete for the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Johnny Davis plays against Providence, do they win? Eh, probably, maybe, probably. Um, you would think he's maybe a, a more than a five point difference, mm-hmm. but you know, a couple concerns. Their front line is extremely unathletic. Providence had a really good big kid who uh, really kicked their ass. Um, you know, you got Crawl who just assumed stand out at the three point line like Nate Reavers two point You got the vote kid that came in as a grad transfer from Cincinnati who, you know, he's pretty much just a stiff. He's just a big seven foot kid. Um anytime they play a, a team with an athletic front court, I think it's gonna pose some problems for them. Um I do like their young guards. I like Chucky Hepburn. I like what I've seen from him. I think he's gonna be a good player. But again, you know, these these prolonged scoring droughts, man. Like, Brad Davidson hit a three to put him up like 18 to 12. And if you walked away from your TV for five minutes and walked back, they were down 34 to 23. And it's like, okay, well, you only you scored five points in like eight minutes. You know, that's what keep that's those are what we've seen this, getting though, you beat. year in and year out from this bad, it's a, from it's, Badgers. Well, and part of the problem is. From my perspective, the Badgers recruit, they recruit people that fit their system. So, like like I said, this this crawl kid that wants to be like Nate Reavers, yeah, that's why they've got him, because that they want the guy that plays that spot to do that thing. It's like, well, that's fine, but most of these guys aren't that, they're not good enough, consistent enough jump shooters when you're primarily a jump shooting team, which this which the Badger program has become over the last several years. I mean, you know, when Dick Bennett was there and when, when Bo Ryan first got there, you, you saw a lot of times where they were posting up guards, especially like when they had Devin Harris. They'd take him down there because he was a big guard. They don't really do that that much anymore. They don't. They still run elements of the swing, but it's not the old-school swing that they used to run. So you just see a lot more threes and jump shots from them, and, you know, you just don't have a 
great shooters on your roster. So as long as they keep playing that way, I think you're going to see these droughts. Uh, they got the uh, the Maui Invitational, which is in Vegas because of COVID. They don't want them going all the way uh, to Maui, so they're going to play the tournament in Vegas starting on Monday. They got Texas A&M to start with, and I think they have the winner or the loser of Houston and Butler. Yeah, I'm not sure if Buzz Williams is still suspended. He was suspended to start the year, former Marquette coach, mm-hmm. now coach of A&M. I'm not sure if he's back yet or not. So Interesting. Okay. So we'll see. And then Marquette... Um, they pulled one out against New Hampshire, which I watched a little bit of that game. They struggled with them a little bit. They they opened the season with Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, and a win there. And then no Kofi Coburn for number 10, Illinois. It's, it's, and they, co- it's, it, it's, it's Cockburn. Just come on. Come on, people. Like, what, what is, I don't know. Did they change it for, like, TV? Because it's Cockburn. <laughs> it's C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Cockburn. Not Coke burn. Coke is C-O-K-E. Come on. Wow. Drives me crazy. I didn't even know you were that passionate about this guy's last name. Anyway, he's an All-American dude, and he wasn't there. But still, yep. uh, even without him, you would have thought that the number 10 team in the country probably would have beat Marquette. But that's a, that's a really good early season win. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool for them. You know, it. it it, it, I have no illusions of grandeur that these guys are going to, right. you know, win the Big East or make a tournament run. That, again, these I, expectations. I, I think it would be fantastic if at the end of the year they're on the bubble or or a last team in and have an opportunity to play in the tournament. I think that'd be great. But much like with the Badgers not having Johnny Davis, if Illinois has Cockburn, I think they win. Um, but that's not Marquette's problem. Just like it wasn't Providence's problem. Just like last night in the girls' game, it wasn't Stoughton's problem that Craig's two leading scorers weren't there. Sorry. Is what it is. So, um, great win for the program for Shaka Smart in his third game to beat a top 10 team at home. It was a great atmosphere. Um, I think they said they had fourteen or 15,000 people there. It was great. Um, this is a really... This is a very, very scrappy Marquette team. Offensively, they're a little offensively challenged. They're very raw because they're very young. Um, but, you know, it was it was fun to see some good things out of a few of their freshmen. You know, Stevie Mitchell played well. Cam Jones played well. David Joplin, the freshman from Brookfield, we got some run. Um, so that that's good to see. Um, but this Daryl Morsell guy they got is a grad transfer from Maryland. He was a defensive player in the year in the Big Ten last year. I don't know what the hell Maryland was thinking, allowing this guy to leave, but I've now seen him in three games. This dude's a pro. Like, if Semi Ojale can be a rotation guy for the Bucks, this guy's a, a pro. 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, long arms, very strong, and he scored 20 points in all three games from Marquette so far this year. Um, I've been really impressed with him. I, now, I think he's like a career 10-point-a-game scorer, but a part of that was the function of he didn't have that role. He now has the role as the featured guy for Marquette. So be fun to watch him this year, but um, Marquette's going to have some nights where it looks really ugly. And that was an ugly, sloppy game. I think Illinois had like 26 turnovers. Their point guard had like eight. He was just... This, I think it was like Corbello or something is his name. The guy with kind of the wild hair. He was on their team last year. He was atrocious. 
he made like three of the stupidest plays down the stretch that cost Illinois the game that you'll ever see out of a point guard that's played in college for more than five minutes. But, uh, you know, again, Marquette has nothing to apologize for. It's a great win for them to build on. They got a, they got a road game tomorrow, uh, down at Ole Miss. Um, not sure how good Ole Miss is, but you know, it's a long way to go during the week to play a team in a power league. So I'll be anxious to see how that one turns out. Okay. Um, you want to go for your, uh, for your basketball expectations, or you want to you want to go to the top well, five? Let's they, just kind of end with yeah. Well, just we did our first game for the high school last night, as we mm-hmm. talked about, and um, I got home and and Craig blew a game at the end that they should have won, and we talked a little bit about Parker, the girls' program, and, and their numbers issue last week. They're not going to be very good this year. Um, the best player for Craig blew his knee out in football. He's not going to play basketball all year. We heard one of their other top players that's a senior that's a returner for them may or may not already be suspended this year. So sounds like they're going to be in rough shape. And Parker was good last year, but they were very senior-laden. So this is a little bit of a rebuild year for them. The Bucks are 6-8, and eight, struggling. Everybody's hurt. Um, Marquette and the Badgers both have looked okay so far but they're very young. They're going to take their lumps. And I got home last night, and I was fine with all of it. (laughs) And I just kind of thought to myself, like, this is really one of the first years I can ever remember as a basketball fan where I'm just kind of – I feel like I can just sit back and enjoy the teams that I watch and root for. And I think it's because the Bucs won the title. Okay. And I – the the monkey the, is off the back. The pressure is gone. I'm I'm not fearful of is Giannis going to leave. He's under contract now. Um, you know, I Marquette's got a new coach. They're kind of starting over. Um, guard got rid of a bunch of guys that it seemed like didn't really want to be there anymore, and he gets to kind of start over. Um, and I don't really have any expectations for our high school teams. You know, I think the Craig girls have the potential to be okay. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of I don't I don't feel wound up about any of these teams. You know, I I, I have to save that for Sundays when I watch Justin Fields run for his life. <laughs> but my 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 five or six basketball teams that I care about and pay attention to, I'm I'm kind of at peace with everything this year, and it's kind of nice. You know, I don't know if it'll last. But if that's where I am right now. I'm sure as the Buck season gets going, if they continue, you know, if they're twenty and twenty, I'm like, all right. Now I'm a little concerned. But I don't think that's going to be the case. But we'll see. But I'm in a good spot right now. I and, feel. And and you and you credit that basically for the Bucks winning the. I title. think so. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Well, and I I even felt a little bit of that like with the Brewers. Like once I saw the Brewers make the playoffs four times in. 12 years, if they don't make it, it's like, ah, all right, I'm not going to lose my shit, you know? <laughs> We're like in 07 when they hadn't made it in 25 years or 15 years and they almost made it. You're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? You got to get rid of this guy. I just don't have that feeling. Even going into this offseason for the Brewers, I, I'd like to see him upgrade first in right field, but whatever, whatever. They made the playoffs again. They just won the, the guy just won the Cy Young. That's cool. Life is pretty good. Yeah. As as a sports fan for your teams. 
Yeah. Again, for the most part. Since we leave football out of it, we're good. That's why I said most part. <laughs> That's why I said most yeah. part. Yeah. No, and I I mean it's and it's part of kind of the job that we do when you know, and you have a little bit more freedom to do this rather than, you know, me editorializing in a role where you just basically are meant to describe the game. You can insert your, you know, personal opinions, positive or negative where you can. But for the most part, you just kind of go in, and I think you and I both kind of know, and you just described it pretty accurately about when you look at where each of these programs or organizations are, and you kind of see where they are, and if none of them have a whole lot of expectation to be at that tip-top level or somebody's just coming off the pinnacle, you know, the top of the podium, it's a lot easier just to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I try to do when I'm looking at all these teams, especially at the high school level, because you don't want to pin a lot of hopes on these kids. Or no, for like sure. That. And it's you not know, like because, we because have kids, kids that are involved. Right. No, none of that. It's it's basically, you know, we want the city of Janesville athletically to represent itself mm-hmm. well and not embarrass itself. And that's yeah. kind of just basically what I go into. It's that, that that's what I just hope for. I just hope you, if you lose, fine. You don't want to get embarrassed. If you win, good. You show how much of uh, how good of a program you have, you know. But you, you don't want to you don't want to have those really really lows. You don't want to have those high 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 expectations and then really underachieve. Well, and I had to kind of readjust myself after the first couple of years. I mean, the first couple of years, you know, when I started doing this with you and you started doing it. Period. Um, I took it as kind of a personal affront that Craig basketball wasn't very good anymore. It really bugged me, you know, and it was like I just I took I took and still take a lot of pride in being a part of that program at that time in its heyday and the yes. successes that we had both before I was there and while I was there. But it just kind of got to a point where it's like. Why do I care more than the kids care? Why do I care more than some of these coaches care? So if, you know, you had, I had to kind of take a step back and recalibrate and, you know, even calling games like, you know, looking at players and thinking like, oh, well, he's not as good as I was or he's not as good as Reese Gaines was or whatever. It's like, got to get, gotta get over that. We had our time. That's over. There's no point in trying to compare it. Because it's no different than the LeBron Jordan compare. It's it's twenty, almost five years apart. Not even barely the same sport. You know, just sit back, enjoy the game, collect a couple of bucks, get you to buy me a Chick Fil A every now and again, and <laughs> just have a good time. Hey, so long as they, as long as they pick keep... on her, pick on Vic. <laughs> you know, get to see, uh, get to Coach see, Suter. Get to see Jack. Get to see Bear. Get to see Bear. Billy the Kid. You know, watch him walk in with his Bandito mask on. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right, you texted me saying you you got a top five, and yeah. and I love the idea. Is for this week, and we we've we kind of do one every time the light bulb goes on in your head. Players you wish had stayed with their franchises. 
and and you kind of gave me a little leeway. And yeah. The, and, and the example I thought was a good one because if a player plays for an organization and, you know, he's a dominant player but then goes somewhere else and means more and has a more successful career so that when the career is over, you most identify that player with that franchise, not their original one, that franchise um, that sticks out most, whether it's in the middle of a cluster of three or four, you wish that they had wrapped up there mm-hmm. um, because that's the way they go into the Hall of Fame or wherever they may go. Right, I'm not, and, and, and I'm not talking about you know the ceremonial comeback. We're going to sign you for a day. Well, no. And, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so you obviously, I can see you have at least a dozen names over there, if yep. not more. Yep. Um, I was trying to to put together you know a couple of things. Um, and I did not come up with obviously five, so I will leave you. To, well, you go. I'll let you go yeah, first. No, I, I mean, and as much as I hate, I mean, Favre is obviously the the big one. You hope that that colossal mess didn't happen, but yeah. it it it's hard not to regret anything because it set up Rogers and the team for some more prolonged success. But just the way that it ended was terrible. You know, he's going into the Hall of Fame, but you wish that his career had kind of come to its natural ending and the torch was handed, rides off into the sunset, here we go. No animosity, no ill will, doesn't have to stay away for five years. That kind of thing. You know, you don't like that, obviously. Um, And the other one that I could think of that is probably most glaring to me, and it, it wasn't anything terrible, and it even means more to me because I hated that team because they were a rival of mine. I honestly wish that Emmett Smith would have finished his career with the Cowboys okay. rather like than that. going yep. to the Cardinals. And I think he set the record for the most rushing yards in the league when he was an Arizona Cardinal. I believe that's right, yeah. And I think that that should have been done when he was a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he was one of the most important players on that franchise for years and the fact that he played two years in Arizona, it just seemed wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can group Montana in that, you know, in that general thing. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any um, investment in Smith or Montana as players. They weren't part of my favorite teams. They're Hall of Famers. Montana should have finished his career in San Francisco. Smith should have finished his career in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I thought that that should have been a more fitting fate than that they were given. And it's not like they fell apart or whatever. They had they had some successes with those teams, but it was nothing like their original franchises. So those, those were two big ones just from around football that I could think of. I couldn't think of anybody in baseball, um, really. But, uh, you know, those, those were the ones that really stuck out to me, I guess. I'll give you another one that I'm surprised you didn't pick, okay. Jordy. All right. Yes. What, he go to the Raiders for five minutes yeah, and came five, back? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are, that, those are, and really what got me thinking about this was the Giannis sure. comments where it's like, you know. No matter where he it'd goes be, now. Be, I'd, I would love to death if he played for the Bucks for 20 years, but it's probably realistically not going to happen because it just, it's just not how sports work anymore. So if he goes somewhere now, and again, this is all hypothetical, if he goes somewhere and plays for, I don't he know. He goes to the Knicks. And how, and how long a career do you give him if he leaves Milwaukee say, after that? Let's say after this contract's up, he's 30, he signs a five-year deal with the Knicks and retires at 36. Fine. Let's say he's he, still a buck. Let's say he wins two titles in New York. What do you think of him as 
I mean, Milwaukee. Well, me, I would still think, think of him as a buck. buck. What is what? What are the national media now that well, drool they, over the Knicks? Well, they'd think, think of it. Of they'd try to do the same thing that they tried with Kareem. They'd be like, "Oh, Kareem's a Laker." Right. It's like, well, yeah, he won more with the Lakers, but he also was the flag bearer for the box. Right. So okay. Um, yeah, I, I've got a couple here. I got a couple football, a couple baseball, a couple basketball. Um, the the five that really stuck out to me, um, Rice and Montana both should have ended in. Oh God, Rice going to the going to the Raiders. Uh, and then after that, he plays on the Broncos, which was just ridiculous. I didn't even remember that. You're right. Yep. You know, Absolutely. those two guys, you would have loved to have seen them end their careers in, in San Francisco. Um, baseball, and Ken Griffey Jr. just should have stayed in Seattle, dude. Mm-hmm. He he would be the icon of icons up there in baseball. Yeah, he wanted to go home to Cincinnati. It just didn't work out. And you're just one of a bunch of great players that played there. Right. You know? Um, so that, that was one I would have liked to see. And then in the NBA... I just had a hard time with Jordan on the Wizards. I yeah. still I, he was still a good player, but I just had a hard time not seeing him in the black and red as much as I didn't like the Bulls. Um, and then uh, D Wade, I hated that he went to Chicago for a year and then played five minutes in Cleveland until LeBron realized that he was washed, and then mm-hmm. they got him back to Miami. I would have just liked to have seen him stick out, stick it out with the Heat. Um, you know, just a couple other ones. Brady and Manning, you know, just as much as I hate New England, it would have been kind of cool to see Brady play for them for like 25 years. And I, you know, I just always will think of Peyton Manning as a Colt. Of course. Um, KD would have been cool to see him stick in OKC like, mm-hmm. like Giannis has done in Milwaukee. Um, same thing with LeBron. If he had just stayed in Cleveland, Cleveland and tried to build build the dynasty there instead of trying to go to these prettier climates in Miami and L.A. and doing it. Um, and then I got a couple local ones. It would have been sweet if Ray Allen had been a buck for life, but he probably would have left anyway, even if they hadn't traded him, because the Bucks were just never going to win a title with Ray Allen. Um, I really wish Big Dog would have retired a buck. See, you know, that's... Because he's kind of like the forgotten guy. I was trying to think of some bucks who would have left, and I kept going back to Big Dog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know... I, I didn't look him up on, you know, basketball reference or anything like that. I, I didn't know what his end-of-career story was, but I know that he left and went elsewhere, well, but I didn't know how him, long. They traded him to Atlanta, and I think he played a year there, maybe two, and then he ended up on the Spurs and just rolled the bench one year when they won a title, and I think he got a ring out of it, but he really never played. And then that was it. And it's just like, God, it would have been like one, one, two more years he could have stuck around. Such I mean, a he's big the, part of that. He's the third all-time leading scorer in team history. Right. You know, that, and nobody I mean. remembers him. Right. It's 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 kind of disappointing. And then I got two Brewers, obviously Molitor. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one everybody thinks of. This one is not as much for me as it is for the player that I wish he would have stayed for his sake, Prince Fielder. Yeah. You know, he... Everybody saw that coming, though. You can't fault him. He got basically, like, double what the Brewers were going to pay him. But you go to Detroit, you have a couple good years. They don't really give a shit about you. They ship you to Texas. Texas. You have one good year there. You get hurt. 
They don't really give a shit about you. And now you're reduced to coming back like a Lucroy or uh just or a Corey Hart where it's like, yeah, we yeah, well, cool prince, but it could have been you could have been in it could the, have been iconic. You could have been Gorman. Yes. Braun, Mauder, Yount. You were never going to be on the Yount Braun level because you got hurt. But man, I I just wish that he was. I wish he was a little bit more in the Brewer family than he currently is. That's one. That's why I. I mean, I really want some of these guys. And and you know, we say it all the time. You can't. Can't blame guys for leaving if you go somewhere where they're going to offer you if you're gonna give a me lot two, of if, money. If you're going to give me two hundred million, and the guy in the chair is going to give me a hundred million, I, I got to take the other hundred million. But the I, problem I is, then we wind up in this situation sometimes yeah, yeah. where you are talking about your legacy. Where you know, I think a guy like Braun had that figured out. Well, where, and I think some guys care about it. Yes. I'm not sure everybody does. Like, I think of Kevin Durant, and it's like, okay, you're in OKC, then you're in Golden State, now you're in Brooklyn. I really have a hard time believing you're going to retire in Brooklyn. You're probably going to go somewhere else, maybe two other places. Like, even LeBron, it's like, dude, LeBron, you played in four teams. Like, Cleveland twice, but it's four teams. It means more if you're in one of those smaller markets. I think so. Because you have a chance to really cement yourself. And I'm not even talking about, like, you know, you look like I could be one of the best players in franchise history. No, it's not even about that. It's just about how you want to be remembered as a part of the organization. Well, you, you kind of, be when you bounce around that much, you kind of become a man without you're, a home. You're homeless. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, yes. when when Kevin Durant retires, he can't really go to an Oklahoma City game. They're going to boo him. Right. Can't really go to a Warrior game. I mean, oh, eh, you know, yeah. they, they they may not boo him as vociferously as Oklahoma City, but they're not gonna. He ain't gonna get the Steph reception, right? You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, you are not Kobe. You're not Dwayne Wade. You know, you're a big deal in Cleveland, but I think you left them twice, and you may not get as much love there as you probably should. So, I don't know. It's just... You have to weigh money against where you are and where you want to see yourself. And if you care about what people think and maybe, you know, a little bit of the after-career part, like a lot Mm -hmm. of these guys that can stick around and love to show up to these fan fests and have bobbles after you. And, you know, you appear on the TV and you throw out first pitches or you're in the front row for a game courtside or, you know, something like that. It's like... You can think about this, and you can really, in my opinion, if you have a very, very objective view of where you stand and how much money you're going to make and how you think the organization values you and possibly potential, you know, uh, after-career stuff, you can set yourself on a pretty good trajectory if all that kind of stuff lines up. And I think Prince had that lined up, and he just chose to take the money. Yep. And that's unfortunate. Yep. You know, but I think some of these guys that are in these positions, they have a chance to kind of control their own destiny if they know the organization has their back. Well, and I mean, if you if you think about who are the three most beloved athletes in Wisconsin's history, I would argue they're Bart Starr, Robin Yount, 
and Hank Aaron. And what do all three of those guys have in common? Loyalty. Bart Starr was a Packer. He was only a Packer. Even when he was a coach, he coached the Packers. Robin Yout, 20 years, only a Brewer. Hank Aaron, if the Braves don't leave, he never leaves Milwaukee. And even when they do leave, where does he end up at the end of his career to finish it up? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And that's why those three guys generationally are beloved. Rodgers and Favre will never be that. Ryan Braun, Prince Fielder will never be that. Giannis, maybe, maybe. if he stays, it's possible. But I think it's still we'll a possibility for him to be beloved if the exit is not yes, ugly. Hundred percent agree. You because know, I like think I said, if he does if, his thing and he does his thankful personality thing, like he does, it's just I'm going to go other. People can respect that. Yes. And I think when he comes back afterwards, and they will still see is that that was the guy that took us and elevated that franchise to another level. If you're if you're like, dude, I was here for twelve years. We won a title. My kids are. Eight and six. We're tired of shoveling. My wife freezing her ass off taking the kids to school. Right. And I want to go play with my buddy Luca. Yeah. All right. No, I think, I I mean, fans, as, as, as stupid as they can be, I think they can understand if you put it in the proper context. Well, it's but not I don't like, think athletes think that way right. where they give a shit about that. I don't think anybody expects Aaron Rodgers to to live out his days in Green Bay. No. Just like you don't necessarily expect Giannis to live out his days in Milwaukee. For all I know, when the guy's career's he's over, he, may, he might. I don't know if he's right. staying in America. Who knows? Um, and Rogers is going back to California. I mean, you 100%. know. 100%. Favre went back to Texas, Mississippi. Or, yeah, Mississippi. That's you know? I was going to say Texas. He, he could belong in Texas, too. But, yeah. I, I Bart Starr went back home to Alabama. Yep. I mean, but, but you when, are the Packers. When he came to Green Bay... He was the guy. He was the dude. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just, I just think there was a little bit more self awareness and realization from some of these guys where well, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna get a ton of money, but, and, and I think depending on who the owners are and who the general managers are, I think they want those type of guys in their organization. Well, in some in some cases, some of those guys didn't have the opportunity to leave. Correct, but. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when the Yankees were trying to get Yount, and he didn't go. And I'm old enough to remember when the Blue Jays were trying to get Molitor, and he did go. And that's why when they have these reunions and they bring these guys back, it's always Robin, 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 and everybody wants to see Robin. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool, Molitor's there. But did you see the out? Right. Yep. Totally agree. I I think that's a really, really, really good list and a good perspective to have about about players and and like you said Man. you know when, when we're talking about Emmett Smith it's like yeah he's always going to be a cowboy and they're always going to love him but he broke one of the most important records in all yeah, of football w- with another team that sucks for the cowboy fans, it does you know you just like to I don't know like you it, it's just as a fan you just that stuff means more to us I think than it does to the players at least most of them mm-hmm. so no I think I, I think you have to be wired correctly and I think you have to have you know, a really good, like you said, step back. What do I want to accomplish? Jesus, here? we got deep. We doctor filled the shit out of that last half hour. <laughs> All right, that will. We had, uh, we had Cockburn. We had we had deep. We had deep thoughts with Jack Handy here the last half hour. This was <laughs> this was deep stuff, folks. Unpacked stuff. a lot. Unpacked a lot. You thought we were going to go short because we did. didn't have bears to talk about, but I did. 
we got stuff. So Dan's gonna get out of here. We got uh, oh, we got just in time to catch the most of the Bucks game. We had a Cy Young winner uh, announced during this for the Brewers. Very cool, freaking spectacular. Yep. So uh, we'll try to crank out a show uh, next week before Thanksgiving, and um, we're off and running with the uh, basketball season. So yeah, um, tune in. Lot, lot accomplished. We got a lot of games. You can check out the schedule if you want to listen. Had a dude that didn't even have a, a a dog in the fight for the game last night. Listen to us in Verona. Oh, nice. Listen to the whole game. So thank you, Jason. Cool. Def- definitely appreciate that. So thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Tell your friends. And until next week, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you then. Go Bucks.